Good morning and welcome to Emmett Audio. My younger daughter and I were talking this morning as we walked to school about the Great British Baking Show, uh, which, if you're not familiar with, is a baking contest with amateur bakers. So I think it starts out with 12 and they went it down and it's very sweet and very has a certain feel to it. It's been going on for many years now and it's been an absolute hit. And I would say that it has probably uh, inspired almost all of the contest shows, the sort of crafty contest shows from Lego Masters to Forged in Fire to any number of other uh, shows, but none has succeeded in matching its spirit. And last night, my daughters and I watched an episode of the Great British Baking Show, The Professionals series, which I have to say I was kind of excited by, right? It's like, here's professionals, you can see how they stack up, and, you know, it wasn't as good. And so Susanna and I were talking this morning about why it might not be, why it might be that it was not as good as the amateur one. And I think it comes down to the nature of doing something at an amateur level versus doing it at a professional level and how when you do something professionally, you can sometimes lose the soul of the thing that you do. And this is something I think about a lot because I do what I do professionally and I don't want to lose the soul of it. And <clears throat> I think we all have this dilemma in life. We all do something professionally and we all face this risk of having the professionalism of what we're doing slowly walk us step by step away from the thing that is truly at the heart of why we're doing it in the first place. And I don't mean this in in sort of the classic way of like, you know, oh, you'll lose your joy for it, it'll become something you burn out on. That's not quite it. I think it comes down to... Well, let me describe the show a little bit more. So, these groups of professionals, these teams of professionals, and that part was actually cool to see professionals working in teams because, at least to some extent, you got to see a good example of what it looks like to work in a team uh, in a professional way, like people who are used to working under pressure and being professional. And that was cool. I've worked on teams and crews on sailing ships and trail crews and and being parts of part of teams. And so the professionalism is really cool to see. That part is is 
the, the sort of what it means to be part of a team and operate that way is very cool. That's maybe the coolest part, actually. But what am I trying to describe? You know, it, what it boils down to is there's a there's a feeling you get in the Great Bridge. Well, it's just geese. It's okay. You don't need to be nervous. Um, there's a feeling you get in the Great British Baking Show with these amateur bakers where they're, they're given a challenge and they, they might be overthinking it, right? They might be trying to do too much. They might be, um, you know, missing the brief, sort of missing the mark of what the assignment was but it's endearing when they do so. And when professionals miss the mark, when professionals miss the brief, when they do too much uh, or make some technical error, I think we naturally feel a little, a little harsher because, well, forgive me, I'm still thinking this through out loud, but there's a, there's a way in which we, we want professionals to be bound by a tighter, a tighter standard of behavior, and I don't mean like behaving professionally. And it doesn't. It's not about like losing some joy. It's it's more like um, part of what it means to be a professional is to have a clear sense of what you can do and how you should do it and you know to essentially mm, I don't know how to describe it like a, like have the wisdom to stay away from things that you know you don't know enough about to pull off smoothly like a professional executes smoothly and is not out of control. And there were some real out of control moments with these professionals. And, and you could say, well, that's, you know, that's the show sort of bringing it out in them and sure, but and I guess what I'm trying to think through is how do I operate as a professional? in my spoon carving and to a lesser extent to the Christmas tree farm. And make sure that I am bringing that consistency and, and certainty to what I'm doing while at the same time retaining as much as possible that heart that makes the amateur bakers so endearing that sense of joy and excitement and and whimsy and that's a fine balance to seek out it's not easy 
and I feel like there are times when I catch myself. Probably the direction that I am most likely to go in is to become too professional. And there might be some times when I find myself... Uh, well, no, I think, I think that's always the direction, at least, you know, until I'm in some, some uh, contest. Too professional. And so at any rate, I, I don't have any, there's no recipe here. It's more just an observation that what you gain when you become a professional is valuable, but you're also, but you also give something up because we expect different things from professionals than from non-professionals. And, and so you just need to be aware that that's what's going on. That's what it means. And aware that you need to make sure that you're still finding ways to push back against it. You know, probably the, the, the nicest way be a professional but push back against it is to be super professional when you need to be but a little silly when you don't when it's not like when you don't need to be and also I would say sort of the absolute ninja is to be still loose and fluid even when the chips are down and it's it's go time the ability to be um, to stay fluid, I think, is, is really key. And I, I saw this on sailing ships. I had some really good captains. I had some shitty captains. But I had a, one particular really good captain. Two, actually, that displayed this. But one more so, where when there was a crisis, he was all serious. But not in a harsh sort of way. He was serious but could still crack a smile. And when there was not a crisis, he could be just as goofy with you, and yet you always had the sense that he was being professional. It really was this balance of he was, he was being warm and funny and genuine, and yet you also got the sense that you could relax into that because he wasn't letting his guard down. He wasn't letting go of his responsibilities. He was just able to do both. And honestly, that's what I aspire to. To me, that feels like sort of the highest level of achievement as an adult is the ability to be to be that kind of a leader. Or person, it doesn't. You don't have to be the leader, but to have that kind of presence, where in any given moment you are you are able to relax into the things that are beautiful about being amateur. But you, at the same time, there's always an overarching sense of like, it's okay, I've got this. 
think being a parent kind of, in many ways, it's kind of the essence of being a parent, right? You were goofy and silly with your kids, and at the same time, there's never not a moment, well, ideally, you, you're, even when you're being goofy and silly with your kids, you're still their parent, right? You're still watching out for danger, you're still responsible for things. And maybe this is why I say that it feels like sort of the ultimate thing to aspire to, is that this is what it takes to be a good parent in my view. And we can practice that throughout our life at all times. And it's a wonderful way to be around other people. Thank you for listening. Talk tomorrow.